You are now tuned in to Real Matters of the Heart, the podcast, where we say life is all about chances and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. I am your host, Joy. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 30, Cuffing Season. This is relationships in general, I think, are one of my favorite topics because there's so many different perspectives about how you should experience them, how you should approach them, how you should end them, what they should feel like, be like, who should be involved, who you should talk to, who you shouldn't talk to, should you be on social media, should you not. There's all these things that kind of go into the dynamics of relationships. But today is October 3rd. It's October 3rd. It's Mean Girls Day. (laughs) Anyway, it's the fall. And for many people, that means one thing about relationships. Cuffing season. If you're not familiar, cuffing season is basically just this idea that during the colder months of the year, you want to be in a relationship. You want to have someone to hold to keep you warm you know, and to cuddle with. So you find someone specifically for the colder months of the year only to discard them once spring and summer roll around because, you know, now you want to be free to be out and do what you're going to do. Now, I live in LA and it's pretty much mild to warm temperatures all year round. So cuffing season isn't really a thing for me. But I have seen people posting on social media, their schedules, they're like, okay, auditions are from October 1st to October 31st. Show up, show me what you got. I'm going to be rating you. I'm going to be keeping tabs. I'm going to be keeping score. And eventually, you know, I guess the idea is that people are going to choose up in November, just in time for the holidays. So that got me to thinking because y'all know I'm always in my head. And I'm like, it's interesting to see how people are so intentional about the process of finding a mate that they know that they intend to discard in the next maybe six months, right? Like, but they go through this whole process of sort of vetting people like, let me see how you act in. Let me see, you know, how you get along with my friends. Can I stand and be around you? If we gonna get snowed in, am I gonna get sick of you? (laughs) Like all these things that I'm assuming people are sort of, Um, thinking about when they're going through their cuffing season tryouts is what they call them. Um, But again, very intentional, very specific about what they want, what they need even, and what they're looking for. And it just makes me think about how different that is from how we typically approach relationships. And especially when we talk about the relationships that we want to last forever, right? So if we're talking about cuffing season, I'm going through all this 30 day trial to see where you are, how you showing up to determine if I want to be with you just for the cold months of the year. But then when it comes to like being with you forever, we say things like, I just want to fall in love. I just want to know when it feels right. And it's like, well, wait a minute. When you're picking the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, or you intend to spend the rest of your life with, you just want to know, you just want to feel the feeling, you just want to be lovesick, and you want to be all these things that we say about what it means to be in a relationship or in a partnership, and you don't have this super checklist, and you're not watching their behaviors and doing this and doing that, you're not having tryouts, you're like waiting for the one to waltz into your life and sweep you off your feet, and it's like... That is ass backwards, straight up. 
And I just wonder, like, what is that about? And so we say things like, you know, I just want to fall in love. Like, I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall. You know what it feels like when you're falling? You're scared. And you're out of control. And you know that ultimately, whenever you land, it's probably going to hurt. I don't want to fall in love. Walk in love. Maybe even stand in love. I don't want to fall in love. And we say things like, you know, you're going to sweep me off my feet. Like, I don't want to be swept. That's dangerous. Imagine if a big giant broom just came and swept you. That would not be cool. So when I think about some of the ways that we talk about the relationships that we want to experience um, and the feelings that we want to have when we're finding our partner. And then I compare that to the language that we use when we're talking about cuffing season, which is very strategic and direct and intentional and very consciously making decisions about who we're intending to spend these next couple of months with. And I'm like, how did this come to be? Like, what is going on there? I was reading the other day on Facebook, somebody posted something about like whether or not it's cool for women to approach men. And I always enjoy this conversation because there's this really stark divide and there are people who are like, I'm old school and a man is supposed to chase you and play hard to get. And, you know, he who finds a wife, they pull out the Bible scripture and they do all of this. And it's, you know, this sort of conversation around what is, quote unquote, the traditional way that relationships are formed. And then there are the new age women, I guess, who are more like, girl, you better go get your man if you like him. Why you, you know, fronting and, you know, you need to be upfront and confidence is sexy. And, you know, men like to be chased, too. And they're people, too. And so there are the women who are like, go get yours. Right. And then there's the pack of people who are in the middle who are sort of like, yeah, it's cool to let him know you're interested, but only if he's interested. Or, yeah, it's cool you know, but just don't be too thirsty, you know? So it's like, well, what, what are, what is actually happening? Right. And so compare that to other conversations that I have in my life around choices that I'm making. So for instance, when I was deciding to go back to school, I couldn't figure out whether or not I wanted to do the master's program or go full out and just do the doctoral program. And in juggling the two options, going back and forth, I would talk to certain people whose opinions I trusted about it. And the first questions that people would ask me would be, well, what do you want to do? What is your intentions after you graduate? And that'll help you determine whether or not, you know, the master's or the doctoral program is more appropriate for what it is you intend to do. Right. Or, you know, when you're getting a job, you're very clear about, you know, what kind of job you want, what, you know, pay range you want what kind of hours you want to work. Like there are certain things that you have that you know are going to determine which types of jobs you go after. And you are in fact going after these jobs. You're applying, you're doing interviews, you are getting references, you're doing all the things that are required to position you to have the job that you want or the career that you want. But for some reason, When it comes to relationships, we just don't do the same things, typically. Now, there are some people who do have their lists, and a lot of times it's a very stark divide. It's like the people who are just waiting for the feeling and hoping that it's going to come and whisk them away, this beautiful feeling of love at first sight. And then there are the people who are like, no, if you ain't got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I'm not even going to look at you. So... 
again, there's sort of this very like black or white, all or nothing approach to relationships. And it's really odd to me because I'm like, again, if I intend to spend the rest of my life or even a good chunk of my life, even if it's just a year or two and I want to see where this is going, like, I don't want to necessarily just be blindly doing that. Of course, there are things that you're going to have to learn along the way that you won't know up front, but I want to be choosing consciously and intentionally and from a place of awareness about who I am and the type of partner that I want and need. And I don't want to just kind of wait for whomever to walk up and then test drive and see if he is or isn't. We say things like relationships take work. And it's like, "Mm, first of all, let me pause right here and say, I don't necessarily know that I all the way subscribe to the idea that relationships take work. I think people take work. And if you choose to be in a relationship with another person, then the work that you're doing is maybe more apparent because that person that you're in a relationship with is showing you something about yourself. And therefore, the work, quote unquote, that you're doing in the relationship is not on the relationship. The work that you're doing in the relationship is on yourself in the context of that relationship. So let me give you an example. I know that quality time is a huge thing for me in relationships. And if I'm dating someone who is in the phase of their career that requires them to be very present at work or spending a lot of time, even if they're at home, sort of building their their business or whatever it is they're doing, the work that I have to do is not about me working on the relationship or on that other person. It's about me looking at myself and deciding whether or not I'm going to be patient with them during this season, or if I'm going to do the work that is required of me to sort of adjust my expectations of this person while they're in this season of their life. And so that's the work that I would be doing in the context of that relationship. The work is not on the relationship itself because there's no issue with it. The issue is I need quality time. I'm not getting the quality time that I need. So am I willing to make the adjustments or make allowance for what is required of this person in this season of their life as they're building their, their career or their business that is impacting, you know, the amount of quality time I get, right? So if that if that makes sense. And so we say these things like relationships take work. And I'm like, I don't know if I even all the way agree with that. But even if I am rolling, if we're going to say relationships take work once you're in it, like how come we're not talking about the work that is required to get into the relationship? If we If we agree that it takes work to maintain it, why aren't we talking about the work that it takes to even begin it? And so again, like, it makes me wonder, like, what, where is this coming from? My sort of, um, I guess, hypothesis or theory about why we discuss or approach relationships in this way is because the experience of love and everything that it is, is so vast. And I have tried in many, many conversations to verbalize it and to communicate the experience of love, and you really just can't. And so for someone who has experienced it in the fullness of what love is, particularly if you're talking about someone who has been in that long-term or lifelong relationship, and you ask them, 
with the intention of knowing like, what's the formula? How do you create it? How do you have this love? It's hard to say this is what you do because there is no one cookie cutter answer. And so oftentimes we get this very vague sort of like ambiguous. You just know and it just feels right. And to some degree, I get it. I totally understand why that is the answer. But I think that even in the individual experiences of just knowing when it feels right, there is a certain amount of clarity that one needs to have when they are looking for the person that just feels right. It's that you're clear, again, about what you need, about what you want in a partner, so that when you find it, you know that it feels right. Like, you go into a store, and you're trying on shoes, and you go in, and you pretty much know what size shoe you wear. So you go in asking for the size that you know you wear. But say, for instance, this shoe is cut a little bit shorter, so you need a bigger size. So then you size up. And maybe you size up a half size and then maybe that's still not enough. So then you size up a whole size and you keep trying on the different shoe. But you went in with an intention with some amount of clarity about where to begin your search for the shoe that you want. So you don't just go in and say, hey, I like these. Bring me any size and then try on a bunch of sizes until you find one. You have a little bit of clarity around where to start. And I think. Even if you're going to have the experience of, I just knew like there was something about this person that just made me know, you know, whether it was from the first time I saw them, whether it was from the first time we went on a date, whatever, whatever the experience is, there's still a certain amount, like a baseline or foundational sort of idea that you need to have about what makes sense for you. And you do gather that from having dated and been in relationships that didn't work or whatever. And that's why I think it's important to after in after you end a relationship to definitely take the time to sort of do what I call like a self inventory, right? Because oftentimes a relationship will end and it's a lot easier to say, well, it ended because of of a particular event, right? Like, oh, this person cheated or to my point earlier, you know, they just weren't spending enough time with me or you know, whatever, I recently ended a relationship last year, so maybe not too recently, <laughs> as it's about to be a new year, but I ended a relationship last year because what I understood about what he valued in terms of the life that he saw for himself, there were things that I valued that he didn't necessarily hold as high as I did. And I knew that long term, it will be a problem. So even though everything was going well, he was a great guy, still is a great guy. I was able to recognize you are a good person. You're just not a good partner for me. And that was why I ended the relationship. And so again, if I didn't have any clarity around what I wanted and what I needed, I'd probably still be in that relationship because he is a great guy and we were having a great time together. But I just knew that I couldn't continue to invest time in something that ultimately was going to lead me to a place of resentment for investing so much into something that I know wasn't aligned with the values that I saw and the experiences that I wanted to have in my life with my partner. So I don't know. I've just been thinking about this and seeing the conversations as they swirl around cuffing season and how people are approaching it and 
the difference between that and how we approach real lasting relationships that we intend to be in for the long haul. And what if we applied some of these same very intentional, very conscious, very actively sort of involved processes in finding our what I call partner and purpose? What if we were as clear about what we need for our lives as we are about what we need for the winter? So just something to think about. And again, I always enjoy relationship talk. So if you have any input, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at hello at joyhearts.com. Or you can hit me up on social media at joyhearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S. I definitely want to hear from you. And don't forget, I will be on Facebook Live tonight at 7 p.m. to discuss this week's podcast episode. So take a listen and then tune in and share your thoughts about cuffing season or your thoughts about relationships in general. I just want to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, peace. That was the morning quickie, ideas and insights to inspire you and get your wheels turning in 15 minutes or less. Don't forget, the Real Matters of the Heart podcast is all about community, so I want to hear from you. Send me your thoughts, questions, concerns, and feedback to my email at hello at joyhearts.com, or you can find me on social media at joyhearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S. Past episodes of the podcast live online on SoundCloud and iTunes. And until next time, don't forget, Real Matters of the Heart is the place for you to come and be while you're still becoming.